Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. We are global and we're moving. We are in over 30 nations with 300 locations. Oh, Jesus, it's so good. But I'm here in South Florida, and I'm coming to you live. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. I'm so glad you joined me, and I hope that you'll join me on Sunday for our church services. 10.47 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. are our service times. You can come on over. I'm preaching, praying, and prophesying all day long. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're casting out devils, too. Praise God. We're doing it all for you because we want to see you live a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. If you're not in the region, you've got two choices. Number one, move here. Although there might not be too much room for you if you don't hurry up and get here. Number two, you can watch online at ahop.online, A-H-O-P dot online. Praise God, and you can get equipped and inspired. That second service is School of the Spirit at AHOP. AHOP, Awakening House of Prayer, in case you didn't have the 411 on that. School of the Spirit at AHOP. We stream exclusively through schoolofthespirit.tv on that second service. We are in the Walking in the Watchman anointing series, and my God, this is the message for the hour for prophets and intercessors and spiritual warfares. This is the message. This is the equipping. This is the moment of the watchman. Go on over there, schoolofthespirit.tv, and check that out. Today, I want to read to you from my first devotional, Mornings with the Holy Spirit, listening daily to the still small voice of God. And today's devotion is titled, I Can Help You Find Rest. Well, praise God. I can help you find rest rest. And here's what I heard the Lord say. The enemy's job is to weary the saints. I see your weariness. I see your worries, but I also see your thirst. I see your hunger for righteousness, says the Lord. And the Lord says, Jesus invited all those who were weary and heavy laden to come to him. And he promised to provide rest. (laughs) Take his yoke upon you and let him teach you because he is gentle and humble of heart. And the spirit of the Lord says, you will find rest for your soul. I can show you how to find that rest for your soul. And the spirit of the Lord says, I can teach you about Jesus, your prince of peace. Weariness will leave when you see Jesus as he is and understand his love for you. Let me show you, says the spirit of the living God. Come on. Revelation 13, 7, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, and Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 are the scripture references for today. Now the prayer starter from the devotional, I believe that you can show me how to find rest for my soul. Teach me how to overcome the spirit of weariness that comes against me. Teach me more about the rest Christ promised me. Show me Jesus as he is, and I will not grow weary in well-doing. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 
Father, we thank you this morning because you are a good, good father. You are mega good. You are ultra good. You are crazy good. You are ridiculously good. Oh my goodness. You are so good that human words cannot even describe fully adequately your goodness. You're a good, good father. You are magnanimous. You're long-suffering. You know the beginning from the end, the end from the beginning. You jump into our middle. You uh, redirect our steps when we mess it all up. That's how good you are. You forgive us over and over and over and over again. That's how good you are. You show us mercy. Oh, Jesus, our, your, 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 your mercy are new every single day at the dawning of the sun. Your mercies renew themselves. What we did yesterday is under the blood because we for, we repented and you forgave us. You have set us up for success and we love you. We thank you. There's no other God besides you, another God who compares to you. You're awesome. You're mighty. So thank you, Lord, today. You are our teacher. And Lord, we need to learn some things. Father, we are curious about your spirit. We are curious, uh, come on, about your kingdom. We are hungry to know you more. We want the knowledge of the holy. We want to know you and the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your sufferings. We want to walk in that kind of revelation. School us, Holy Spirit. Show us what we need to learn in this season. We're curious. We want to know more. We know there's certain things that we can't bear. We know there's certain things that we can't comprehend at the level that we are at now, but Lord, we want to ascend. We want the knowledge of the holy. We want to understand the dimensions of the spirit. We want to understand the levels of the glory. You told us in your word that you move us from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. Lord, we want to understand the glory. Come on. Who's curious today? Who's hungry today? Who wants to walk in the higher realms of God today. Father, teach us. Father, I cry out to you on behalf of the thousands and the thousands and the thousands that are listening to the sound of my voice. And I ask you to give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Father, we want to start there. We want to start there. He has the preeminence. Christ is the most important one to study, to learn of. Jesus said, learn of me because I am meek and lowly in heart. Learn of me. Jesus himself said, learn of me. He didn't say go learn doctrine. We need to learn doctrine, but that's not what he said. Primarily, he said, learn of me. Primarily, Matthew 6, 33 says, seek first the kingdom. God, we want to know you more. And yes, we want to learn about the dynamics of miracles. Yes, we want to know about accuracy and prophecy and how to ascend to places we've never been. But primarily, first and foremost, we want to know you. Because we know that when we know you, we can quickly grasp the fundamentals, the dynamics, the dimensions of your truths. We know that if we look upon you, you'll keep us in perfect peace. That if we wait upon you, 
You'll renew our strength that if we just stand and withstand, we will see your deliverance. We want to learn of you. We want to know your ways. Moses cried out, Lord, show me your glory. But we also know that Moses knew the ways of God. He wasn't just a glory seeker. It's fine to be a glory seeker. But we want to be a God seeker before we're a glory seeker. Father, would you help us to put first things first? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else you need will be added to you. So, Father, we're going to seek the knowledge of the holy. We want to understand your emotions. We want to understand what you love and what you hate because your word tells us very clearly to love what you love and hate what you hate. And how can we love what you love and hate what you hate when we don't know you well enough to know what you love, what moves your heart, what tickles you, what thrills you, what grieves you, what angers you? Lord, we want to know. We want to know. Moses was a friend of God. He wanted to see the glory, but he also sat in the tent of meeting with the Lord for hours and spoke and received divine strategies and wisdom and counsel for the millions of the Israelites. Moses was a friend of God. We want to be qualified as friends of God, not just in name only. Of course, we're friends of God, not just in name only. We have too many friends in name only as it is. We have thousands of Facebook friends. They're not really our friends. They're friends in name only. We have thousands of followers on, on, on Instagram and, 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 and on Twitter. And, and none of these relationships or most of them are not real. They're not authentic. They're social media friends. And they don't count the same way as a true friend who will be there when you need them every time. Jesus is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Jesus is that friend who sticks closer than a brother. Jesus is that friend. And Moses saw the Lord face to face, not because he sought the face of the Lord, but because he sought the friendship of the Lord. He sought to obey the Lord. He didn't seek the hand of the Lord only. He didn't seek just to seek glory. He wasn't just a, a thrill seeker. Oh, that'd be cool, God. Just, 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 just hide me in the cleft of a rock and, and let me see your glory. Now, that was God's idea to hide him in the cleft of the rock to protect him for the brilliance of the light that emanates from the God Almighty himself. Moses saw his back as he walked by. Father, we want to be like Moses. We want to be your friend. Abraham was a friend of God. The Bible calls him a friend of God. The Bible speaks of Abraham, Father Abraham, as a friend of God. Sure, we're all friends of God, technically. That is our legal position. But is it our living condition? Can we really say, I know God like a friend? He's my father, yes. He's my brother, yes. He's the spirit that lives on the inside of me, yes. He's the one who leads me and guides me, yes. He's the one who heals me and delivers me, yes. But he's my friend. He's my intimate friend. I know what moves him. I know what he likes. I know what he doesn't like. I know his ways. The Bible says of Moses that God made known his ways to Moses. You don't know somebody's ways unless you spend a lot of time with them. You can't even study out all the ways of God in scripture. You must get to know God to know his ways. How do you get to know somebody's ways? 
by spending time with them, by studying them, by seeing what they like, what they don't like, what upsets them, what moves them, what thrills them, what puts a smile on their face, what they don't like, what you should stop doing. We need to know your ways, oh God. Abraham knew the ways of God. Come on, Abraham knew the ways of God. Abraham knew the ways of God. He knew that if he kept entreating God, if he kept making intercession for Sodom and Gomorrah, if he kept appealing to God's righteousness, appealing to God's mercy, appealing to God's justice, he knew that he knew that he knew that he knew that he could save his nephew and his his nephew's family from the fire and brimstone that was going to fall from Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham was a friend of God who understood the ways of God. He knew if he just kept standing in the gap. He knew that God would be who God said that he was because God is immutable. He's immutable. God can't change. (laughs) He can't deny himself. He can't contradict himself. He can't overrule himself. Once he's said it, it is established. He doesn't change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I said, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he ever did anything for anybody, he'll do it for you. He's no respecter of person. That is one of his ways. He shows no preference or partiality other than you're his favorite. So, Father, would you help us today? (laughs) Would you help us today? Because Abraham was a friend of God. We want to be your friend for real. We don't just want your friendship toward us. We want to be a friend to you. We don't want to be friends with the world. Your word tells us that we we can't be friends with the world and be friends with you at the same time. It doesn't work that way. We have to choose our allegiance. So, Father, help us to choose our allegiance with careful consideration. Who is our friend? A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv 
today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. friend that sticks closer than a brother. Help us choose. Help us choose sides. There's some fence sitters out there today. You're sitting on the fence. You've got one foot in the world and one foot in the church and God sees it and God loves you. And he is saying to you today, my son, my daughter, come my way, walk my way. Leave the old things behind because I delivered you from the old life. I delivered you from the old way, says the Lord. And I have not called you to wallow in the mire, but I've called you to wake up and come up higher. Come with me. Walk with me for I will be your friend. But you cannot live on both sides of the spectrum says the Lord, you must choose this day whom you will serve. Serve me with your whole heart and you will see the benefits of my kingdom manifest in your life. But you've got to sell out to me, says the Lord. You've got to do it my way. I'm not going to do things your way. I am the most high God. I am the almighty God, the all wise God. And my way is the best way for you, says the Lord. My way is the perfect way for you. My will for you is good. It's perfect. It's acceptable. And if you'll accept it, you will see there's a higher plane on which you can walk. There's more peace for you. There's more joy for you. There is more of what you say you really want. So shun now the ways of the world, says the Lord. Leave them behind. Put aside the childish things and understand that what may seem like a sacrifice in the short term, will will bring fruit that abounds to your account. And you will see and know that it was worth it, says the Lord. Come on, Jesus is calling us higher. Our king is calling us higher. He's the bridegroom, he's the king, he's the judge, he's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. And David was a friend of God. David was a friend of God. Come on. David was a friend of God. The Bible says he was a man after God himself said that David was a man after his own heart. Father, we want to be after your heart. We want to chase you. We want to be God chasers, God seekers, God finders. <laughs> we want to be those who think about what we're doing before we do it to make sure that you want us to do it and that it doesn't grieve your heart. We don't want to continue to walk in our own way, on our own timeline, with our own ideals, our own goals. But we want to tap into your heart for our lives. So, Lord, give us the desires of our heart. Father, give us the desires of our heart. Put your desires for our life in our heart. Lord, we don't sometimes even know what we want. We don't know how to pray like we need to. We don't know what we don't know, what we don't know, we don't know. So help us, Lord, give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your son. 
Give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of the holy, the Christ, the one true living God who died for us and resurrected so that we could be resurrected on that day. Help us, Lord, to do what we say we really want to do. The flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. The flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. The flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. So we say we are willing. We will follow you. Come on. We're putting a stake in the ground right now, and we're not going back. We will follow you, Jesus. Down the narrow path, by the still waters. We will follow you through the wilderness if we have to. We will follow you through the waters if we have to. We will follow you through the valley if we have to, through the desert if we have to, through the fire if we have to, because we know there's a mountaintop life. We know there's a life of victory upon victory upon victory. And maybe, just maybe, you have to work some things out of us before you can get some things to us. So, Lord, we give you permission. We yield to you. We yield to you. And we say, have your way because your way is the best way. And teach us your ways and show us your path. David cried out and he said, teach me your ways and show me your paths. He knew that God had showed Moses his ways. And David said, I want to see what Moses saw. David said, I just want to see one thing. I have one desire to see the face of the Lord, to dwell in his presence, to inquire in his temple. He was a man of one thing. He wanted to know God. So, Father, help us to know you and to know you more and to know you more deeply, more intimately, because you, God, are worth knowing. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. Hey, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We put our trust in you today. Come on, let's transition because I want to get to the warfare mode. These broadcasts are often titled with the warfare title, but you know that's not all we do. I'm just trying to equip the body of Christ to fight in war because you can't win if you don't fight. And it is a fight. Paul, the apostle, called it the good fight of faith. You know why it's called the good fight of faith? Because we win. If we don't quit, we'll win. If we don't quit, we'll win. So keep talking to me. Let me know where you're coming in from. Track with me as we transition. I've got no coffee, but I've got a sip of water. So I'm going to take that. Come on, the mountaintop life. Shabbat. The mountaintop life. Let's do this. Strapping on the sword of victory. That's what I want to relay to you today. Strapping on the sword of victory. And we see that this is something that David understood very well. Now, when David first started his warfare career, he didn't have a sword. He couldn't use Saul's armor. He didn't need a sword in the wilderness he took the bear by the, he took the lion by the beard <laughs> and slew them with his bare hands. He used a, st a sling and a stone, but he hadn't used a sword. But then he killed Goliath and he took Goliath's sword and he learned to swing a sword. And so we see here in scripture in two places, David said in 1 Samuel 
25, 13, he told his men, strap on your sword. I can just hear the thunder of David's voice, the militancy in his heart. Strap on your sword. He was the general in command of the mighty men. They were a ragtag bunch, but they were following him. He was not yet king, but he knew how to fight like a king. He knew how to make decrees like a king. 1 Samuel 25, 13, each of you, strap on your sword. The New Living Translation says, get your swords. And he strapped on his own. They were battle ready. You cannot be battle ready without your sword. What sword am I talking about? The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The Old Testament was types and shadows of warfare in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, they were fighting flesh and blood. In the New Testament, we're not fighting flesh and blood, but we're still fighting. Ephesians 6 tells us that we're wrestling against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places. And so you better not go to the battle line without your sword. You better not do it. You better not do it. Don't go there. You need the word of God. You need the sword of the spirit. And I love this in Psalm 45, 3, and we're going to pray. David said this. He was talking about the Lord. In this verse, David was talking about God. He cried out to God and he said, put on your sword, O mighty warrior. You are so glorious, so majestic. And so David saw God as a warrior. And we know that God is a warrior. And we know that the word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It pierces even the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. When you speak the word out of your mouth, demons will tremble. They have to bow to the name of Jesus, but they must also bow to the word of God coming out of your mouth because Jesus is the word made flesh. And when you speak the word, the enemy must obey the Christ in you. We know that when Jesus comes back, Revelation 1, 6, he's going to have a double edged sword in his mouth. I can't wait to see it. (laughs) Strap on your sword. Tell your neighbor, strap on your sword. That means you're ready for battle. You've got to have your whole armor on. But if you don't have your sword, you're not going to be as effective. You'll stay in the defense. Your helmet of salvation, your breastplate of righteousness, your shoes of peace, your shield of faith, your belt of truth. All that's wonderful. You need it all. But if you leave your sword home, if you don't strap on your sword, if you don't have knowledge of the word of God, if you don't know how to use the word as a weapon, You are at a disadvantage in warfare. So, Father, would you help us today? Would you teach us, Lord? Show us in your scripture the verses that we need to combat the devil. Put your word in our mouth. Make us hungry for your word. So, yes, we can know you and know you as warrior. Jehovah Gabor, Jehovah Chereb. We want to know you in all of your facets and we know you. And we know your power. We know what you did for others in the midst of the battle by renewing our mind with your word. We don't want to be weaklings in warfare. We want to be like Caleb, who had a different spirit when he was 85 years old. He picked a mountain to call his own. 
And that mountain had five giants on it. He could have picked a mountain with one giant. He could have picked a mountain with two giants. He could have picked a mountain with three giants, but he picked a mountain with five giants. And he said, I am well able. Because he knew the word of God. He knew the ways of God. So, Father, today, help us to remember to strap on our sword before we go to battle. Not to find ourselves in the midst of a battle, not knowing what your word says about who we are, not knowing what your word says about who the enemy is, not knowing what your word says about who you are. But help us, Lord, to renew our minds even now because half the battle or most of the battle (laughs) <laughs> almost all the battle it's in our mind or it starts in our mind and the enemy sheds lies he he's just a liar he speaks forth lies and if we don't know your word we can't combat the lies because we think it's us and we think his lies are our voice and we take them as truth and then we find ourselves in bondage we find ourselves in trouble we find ourselves at the mercy of the enemy who has no mercy comes to steal kill and destroy but when we know your word we can be confident when we know that the righteous are as bold as lions we can be like david in the wilderness and take that devil by the beard and say no mas devil fuera leave go get out of my sight bow in the name of jesus Give us a revelation of the power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, the power in the name of Jesus to cause devils to flee, the power in the name of Jesus. We don't get that aside from your word. Help us, Lord, to keep your word in our mouth all the time, every day, every way, speaking forth your word, what you've said about us, what you've said about yourself, what you've said about the enemy. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Come on. The, the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. The angel armies are fighting on your behalf. You are the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Everything you put your hand to will prosper. But the enemy's weapons that have been formed against you shall not prosper. You need to get the word of God in your mouth. But it's first got to get in your heart and then it's got to get in your head. And then it will come out of your mouth. And Lord, give us such a deep revelation that we're not just reciting words as if the mere recitation of the word will have the power that we hope to find to overcome the stubborn demons in our lives. We need the revelation of the word. Yes, we can confess the word and it will do something in the spirit. But when we get a revelation, when we speak the word as inspired by the Holy Spirit with a deep understanding of its truth, then that confidence and that authority that comes from our mouth, that emanates from our lips will cause devils to shake and flee. When we catch the revelation, when we really grab hold of who we are at a deep level, not just head knowledge, not mental ascent, but when it gets into our mind and our heart and our mouth deeply rooted grounded unmovable unshakable the enemy will shake i said when we can't be shaken the enemy will be shaken when he sees he can't shake us up it will shake him up somebody write that down and send it to me i said when the enemy sees that he can't shake us up it will shake him up Come on, somebody write that down and send it to me as we transition here. I said, when the enemy sees that he can't shake us up, it shakes him up. He doesn't know what to do with himself. It confuses him. 
So, Father, thank you. And we say today we will strap on our sword and we will fight to win, fight to the end, fight for the victory. And we know that you are with us. You will never leave us or forsake us. You are fighting with us and for us. And if God can be for us, then who can be against us? And if God is for us, then who cares who's against us? It doesn't matter because we have the victory on all fronts. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Jesus. Come on. Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Come on. Somebody say Jesus. He's good. He's got your back. He's your rear guard. He's your forerunner. He goes before you to make a way for you. That is who he is. That is what he does. He will not change. He will not let you down. He will always be there for you. We've got to do our part. We've got to do our part. He expects us to use his name. He expects us to use his word. He expects us to plead his blood. He expects us to stand and withstand in the evil day. He expects us to do what he told us to do because he always does what he says he will do. He never lies. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Come on now. So if you want to show today, you can do that. You want to show into our missions arm, go to jenniferleclair.org slash missions. Become a missions partner. We are doing uh, good work and partnering with ministries all over the world to help them to do work that we don't do as well. So go over there if you want, if you were blessed today, if it's helped you today, make sure you share it. You can also uh, you can also donate. You can go to Cash App. Cash App is dollar sign prophetic books is Cash App. You can use the Venmo. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. I'm not coming to you from my home studio today. I'm coming to you from somewhere else in Florida. I'm hiding away with the Lord today, but I thought I'd spend some time with you. PayPal is paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. And text to give is 754-701-2161. Text the word pray. 7012161 text the word pray just keep on standing for the lord in jesus name guys have a great day this has been a production of the awakening podcast network jennifer leclerc is the founder and owner of apn our heart is to inspire people and exalt jesus with every broadcast we're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible